Welcome to The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore. It is Friday, September the 18th, 2020. On this episode of The Politocrat, and now for the good news. Some news stories that you may have missed over the last 24 hours or so that I think you should be aware of that actually are good news stories. Welcome back. This president and those in power, those who benefit from keeping things the way they are, they are counting on your cynicism. They know they can't win you over with their policies. So they're hoping to make it as hard as possible for you to vote and to convince you that your vote does not matter. That is how they win. That is how they get to keep making decisions that affect your life and the lives of the people you love. That's how the economy will keep getting skewed to the wealthy and well-connected. How our health systems will let more people fall through the cracks. That's how a democracy withers until it's no democracy at all. And we cannot let that happen. Do not let them take away your power. Do not let them take away your democracy. Make a plan right now for how you are going to get involved and vote. Do it as early as you can and tell your family and friends how they can vote too. Do what Americans have done for over two centuries when faced with even tougher times than this. All those quiet heroes who found the courage to keep marching, keep pushing in the face of hardship and injustice. Take a look at this. This is a line already this morning. Why? It's the first day of early in-person voting in Virginia. Dozens of people have already lined up to fill out their ballots. In-person voting also begins today in Minnesota, South Dakota, and Wyoming. Uh, let's begin, though, in Virginia. CNN's Kristen Holmes is at a polling place in Fairfax. And Kristen, you know, beyond the interest this shows at this stage, you know, the, the turnout's incredible in the midst of a pandemic, right? I mean, you see folks there in masks, they're distancing, but, but clearly getting over that fear, it seems. Well, that's absolutely right, Jim. And I just want to step out here so you can see just how far back this line goes. I mean, it's about two football fields here. I mean, keep in mind, this is a huge government building in Fairfax, Virginia, the biggest county here. Uh, and they're at capacity inside of the building. Now, they're trying to keep people here outside, socially distanced. But as you can see, it is difficult, particularly given the fact uh, that this line is so enormous. And once they actually get inside of the building, there is still at least an hour and a half wait. Now, we have talked to several of these voters about why it is that they chose to show up early. Uh, many of them saying they knew it was going to be a very big election, that it was critical, that there was going to be a lot of interest. They wanted to be one of the first people to cast their ballot. Uh, but we also heard about mistrust of the Postal Service. Take a listen to this. Because I don't trust the mail right now. That's why. And so that's why you decided to vote in person? If I got to stand here all day, I'm going to vote today. 
And I will say we have heard that over and over again, particularly if people have to stand here all day, they will. Several people already waiting more than two hours to cast their ballot. And it is so important to keep in mind that this is a rolling process. They do not have to cast their ballot today. They are choosing to do so. They want to get out there. They want to have their say. And a lot of them want to actually see their ballot being cast. They don't believe that the mail system is working right now. They believe it's broken and they're too scared to submit their ballot that way. And just to give you an idea of how unprecedented that is here, I spoke to someone who's been working in elections here in Virginia for 20 years and she said she's never seen any sort of a turnout like this. They expected a small crowd. Usually when absentee in-person voting begins, it's 10 or 20 people, nothing like this, hundreds and hundreds of people lined up here. Well, you know, I think people want their votes counted, right? They're concerned. They want their votes counted. Kristen Holmes, good to have you there. We're going to continue to follow this. The people are speaking. You are raising your voices. This is exactly what this country must have in order to to thrive and to survive. And then we have to continue to work to make it better. You heard the voice there of President Barack Obama speaking just last month, one day short of an exact month, on August 19th, 2020. That speech given by President Barack Obama at the Democratic National Convention. He was standing in Pennsylvania, in Philadelphia, in fact, talking about the need to vote. And you heard his words, do not let them take your democracy. And he's right. And the people are responding. The democracy, if there is any, and some of us, of course, have reason, strong reason to know that there isn't, but there are some democratic processes that do exist. And one of them is voting. And there is no need to stay home. And I am glad that what we heard from the report that you just heard from Kristen Collins in Fairfax, Virginia, is happening. I'm glad that that is happening. And I thought it would. I didn't necessarily think that on day one of early voting in Virginia, which began today, Friday, September 18th, 2020, you would see this kind of line, or rather you would hear that kind of report from Kristen Collins or anyone else. I'm sorry, her name is Kristen Holmes. I I mean, that is just phenomenal. And I have tweeted that same audio or at least much of it. I've tweeted that the video to that audio that you just heard on my Twitter page at the popcorn R E E L. That is just one town in Virginia. That's Fairfax. And that is a town that has a lot of Democratic voters in it. And you heard what Kristen Holmes was reporting. You heard what the uh, man said there. If he has to stay in line all day, he will do so. This is the first day of early voting. This is not November 3rd. This is September the 18th. 
six and a half weeks before November 3rd. People have had enough. And what you're seeing with the long lines and what you will see if you go to my Twitter handle, I have tweeted that today. And what you, what you will see and what you're hearing is that people have had enough. Now, I get it. It's just Fairfax at the moment. I've had people tweeting me from Virginia today, telling me, you know, tweeting me this morning and telling me that they voted. Some of the lines where they were voting weren't nearly as long, but there's social distancing, you know, physical distancing being practiced. People are wearing masks. So you know that most of these people are probably Biden supporters. I mean, it's just sad that it has to. It's really sad. I did a, a podcast several months ago about this. Well, if people don't wear masks, are they Trump supporters? And I mean, it's sad that this country under this so-called leader, he's not a leader, he's a destroyer. And it must be repeated. It's sad that this country has been divided like this into every single thing you do being political, which I know politics governs our lives and everything is political, but you're bringing that to the kind of candy you eat. I mean, that's really as extreme as it gets. I mean, I just made that up, but it's literally about the mask. If you wear a mask, you, you must be a Democrat. If you wear no mask, you must be a Republican. I mean, that's what we've got to in this country. I mean, it's really absurd and sad and dangerous, which is all the more reason why Donald Trump and these Republicans must be voted out of office. And I can tell you that this good news this day, on this Friday, is very encouraging about people in Fairfax, Virginia, voting early. Not only that, but one thing I have said so many times on this podcast is that I strongly recommend that you vote on the first day of early voting. And that is what you are seeing in Virginia today, certainly in Fairfax. And you're seeing it in large numbers. And as I have repeatedly said, this election is going to be decided on the early voting participation. This election between Joe Biden and Donald Trump will be decided on early voting turnout. That is plain and simple. If you have early voting turnout in massive numbers, unprecedented numbers, in droves, this election is a done deal. The vast majority of the people who will be early voting, certainly by mail, and certainly in person, early voting, is going to be done by the Democrats. There's many... Varied reasons for that. But that is what is going to happen. And there will be, of course, there will be Republicans voting early. But the fact of the matter is, is that a long line spells trouble for Donald Trump because the Democrats will vote massive turnout. They always do when they win elections. And low turnout always means, almost always means that Republicans are, go Republicans are going to win. 
That is the only way a Republican politician can win, is when that Republican politician and that Republican party suppresses voter turnout. Louis DeJoy has been doing this all summer long with the post office, and I've got some good news about that now. Um, not the good news about what he did, but good news surrounding what he's done. You've had Paul Weyrick in 1980 telling you that that we don't want anyone to vote. I've played that audio before. I'm not going to play it today. But this is the hallmark of what the Republicans are afraid of. They are afraid of you voting. That's why you have Donald Trump trying to discourage you. That's why you have Louis DeJoy slowing down the mail. That's why you have Mitch McConnell in the Senate who has blocked at least two election protection bills that the House Democrats passed in 2019. That's why you had Dan Coates, the former director of national intelligence, a Republican himself, mind you, and a conservative Republican, come out in the New York Times yesterday and in the op-eds and write about the need for a bipartisan election protection commission. That's why now you're having, among other things, American heroes like Olivia Troy, who was in the vice president Mike Pence's hierarchy, dealing with national security issues and other things. And she resigned from that position just six weeks or so ago, a little more than that, maybe uh, about two months ago. And just yesterday, she was in the Washington Post saying that Donald Trump is a danger to the country and that Donald Trump doesn't care about anyone but, but himself and that Donald Trump has contempt for his own supporters. And that's why you have an American hero like Olivia Troy, who yesterday, as a lifelong Republican, who used to work in Mike Pence's hierarchy, as a national security person, someone involved in intelligence inside the VP's group. You had her coming out yesterday in the Washington Post telling you that Donald Trump does not care about anyone but himself and that Donald Trump has contempt for his own supporters, saying, according to her, that maybe COVID is a good thing because I don't have to shake hands with these disgusting people. And she said that she heard him say that and that he was referencing his own supporters. And as I've said to you many times, Donald Trump does not care about his own supporters. He doesn't care about anybody except Donald Trump. That's why you had Olivia Troy, a lifelong Republican, say that she's going to vote for Joe Biden. That's why you had Olivia Troy, who quit her post in Mike Pence's group just about two months ago, come out and say that there's no way that Donald Trump has a clue what he's doing and he's a danger. That takes a lot of guts to do. You have senators and congresspeople 
in the Republican Party who aren't saying anything. They are silent while Donald Trump is destroying the country that they live in, that you live in, that I live in, that we live in. And what I am seeing today and what you are hearing about today in Virginia, for those of you who live in Virginia and for those of you who voted, and I hope you have voted in Virginia today, is very encouraging. This bodes well. But by far, do not rest on your laurels here. This effort must be replicated in every state in the country. Any notion of democracy works when people participate in it. Any notion of a functioning democratic process, which is what voting is in this country, it is functional. It is not perfect, but it is functional. And the Democrats in 2019 in the House passed legislation through the House that dealt with improving and strengthening elections and the voting process in the United States. That was almost two years ago now. And what has happened in the Senate? Nothing. Mitch McConnell has blocked these bills. They are on his desk still, the Grim Reaper's desk. As is all the other legislation to benefit everyone in America, the average person in America, that the Democrats passed in the House last year and this year, it's all, almost all of it is still sitting on Mitch McConnell's desk. So when you vote today in Virginia, in early voting, in person, when you vote today in Minnesota, in early voting, in person, when you vote today in South Dakota, when you vote today in Wyoming, Vote Democratic and vote the Republicans out. I don't care whether you are in a state that votes mostly Republican or not. This administration and the people in Congress who are Republican are poisoning the country. They blocked your stimulus bill. Nancy Pelosi is even now fighting and will not sit until this bill is passed that is a bill favorable to you and to anybody else out there who is relying on these stimulus checks. It was the House that pushed through to get the $600 for people who desperately need it all across this country. And it was the Republicans who were so upset in the Senate who had debates on the floor of the Senate. How dare you give them $600? They don't want to go to work. Remember that when you vote. Remember Lindsey Graham. If you're in South Carolina, when you get to early vote, remember that he got on the House, the Senate floor just a few months ago and was so upset that you in South Carolina, in your own backyard, in his own backyard, were getting $600 as part of your stimulus bill, as part of the unemployment, that you were getting a 1200 He was so upset that you're getting a $1,200 check and that you're getting the unemployment $600 added to whatever you get in South Carolina, which may not be very much to begin with. This is a guy who makes millions of dollars, certainly makes hundreds of thousands of dollars, 
And he didn't say anything about the billionaires who get tax breaks. He doesn't say anything about the PPP money that went to these huge businesses, multi-billion dollar businesses. Think about that when you vote early in South Carolina. But what I see today and what I'm hearing today and what you just heard in that clip from CNN reporter Kristen Holmes is very encouraging. It must continue like this. This election must be a landslide for the Democrats. This election must be a landslide for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. After what we have seen here these last four years, this poison, this toxic, violent, racist, misogynist, Islamophobic, and homophobic environment, and the lies, and the deceit, and the gaslighting, and the trauma, and the pain, and over 200,000 people dead from coronavirus that Donald Trump murdered. He let them die. He knew that this was deadly in February. You heard the tapes. I played them recently. Bob Woodward's book, Rage. And he let people die. That makes him a murderer. That is not even negligence in my view. That makes him a murderer. Donald Trump has to be voted out of the White House. But he also has to be voted out of public life. Make this a humiliation for Donald Trump. Send him packing. As you vote today in Virginia on day one of early voting, in South Dakota, in Wyoming, in Minnesota, in person today, make sure that Donald Trump, as individual one, is individual one and done. And flip the Senate to the Democratic Party control. Four Democratic seats, a net gain of four Seats for Democrats will be enough. Make it happen. Very soon, very soon, it will be a t-shirt extravaganza as you will soon be able to purchase Politocrat t-shirts. Vote early t-shirts from yours truly, designed by yours truly. Get on board with the Politocrat podcast. Listen on a daily basis, new episodes every single day. And t-shirts, you can buy them soon. I'll have more details on t-shirts for men, women, for anybody. Unisex, they're coming soon. Vote early t-shirts and the Politocrat. A great combination. If the power of the right to vote was truly made available to everyone in America, it would change the future of this nation. Ladies and gentlemen, Stacey Abrams. When I started running for governor, 
We anticipated that voter suppression was going to be instrumental in Brian Kemp's campaign, and we were right. We've been in line for five hours. They said, you've already voted. Looks like several days ago. No, I would have remembered that. Thousands of people were told no and didn't have the authority to demand better. These lines are insane. We had precinct consolidation, non-training of local election officials. I knew something had gone horribly wrong. The system that is supposed to protect our democracy didn't work the way it was supposed to. States implement voter suppression laws all across the country. Things like new voter ID laws purging. You're knocked off the roll. Gerrymandering. Changing the voting boundaries. Ohio is a use-it-or-lose-it state. In the United States, the right to vote is the only right you can lose simply for not using it. Jim Crow 2.0. That's what we're saying. We've got a lot of work to do. When we started as a country, 6% of people were eligible to vote. There are still forces that are determined to keep citizens from voting. Unless we fight for the right to vote, our democracy is put at risk. The fight over voting rights is ultimately about power. The states have figured out how to stop African Americans, Hispanics, Asian Americans, the young and the poor from voting. History is never a straight line. It's always a fight. I will not concede because the erosion of our democracy is not right. We're trying to make history. The vote matters. You belong. You have value. That was the trailer for All In, The Fight for Democracy, the documentary directed by Liz Garbus and Lisa Cortez. It's available now on Amazon, and I hope you watch it. As you heard, it deals with voter suppression and voting in general. Very important documentary. Liz Garbus is an acclaimed documentary filmmaker. She's directed such films as What Happened, Miss Simone, Lisa Cortez is also an acclaimed filmmaker and producer. She produced many films and has produced many films and documentaries, particularly, most recently, Apollo. The Apollo that was directed by Roger Ross Williams, who won an Oscar for his previous documentary. And he is someone who made an excellent documentary about the Apollo Theater. So I recommend that you watch that as well and also watch Liz Garbus her great documentary, What Happened Miss Simone. And she's directed other documentaries as well. Certainly, What Happened Miss Simone is on Netflix. And as I said, All In the Fight for Democracy, now available on Amazon. So check that out. The worst thing you can do is tell Americans that they can't vote. You cannot tell Americans that because they will hear none of this. And I know that there's a lot of cynicism and there's a lot of skepticism and people are afraid and people are worried and traumatized. We all have varying levels of trauma here in the United States from this year, this calendar year, 2020. 
And I think, as I said earlier, one of the reasons, and I should expand upon it, one of the reasons why I think you're seeing these long lines is because people have had enough. They have been cooped up in their homes for six, seven months. And this is the breaking point for them. And this is now the time to unleash that frustration and unleash that despair and unleash and exercise that despair. Get rid of that despair by voting, by getting out there and voting. That's why you heard that man earlier on saying, look, I don't care how long I have to stay out here. I'll stay out here all day. And that sentiment was being echoed by many other people, according to according to Kristen Holmes, the CNN reporter. And I think the reason why that is, is because not only is the vote important and not only is this election important. It is the effect of the failures of Donald Trump and the willful failure. He deliberately allowed this to happen. I think he's a murderer. Now, that may be alarming for some to hear. It might be incendiary for some people listening to this to hear and to process. But the government of the United States has had a track record of doing really horrible things. And to say that is not being unpatriotic, to say that is based on the history. It's right in front of you. I mean, look at what we did in Iraq. Look at what we did in Vietnam. Look at what we did in Chile. Look at what we did on the African continent and in the Congo. Look at what we did in all these places, what we've done. This notion that Oh my gosh, how could you say that Donald Trump has murdered 200,000 people? How can you say that, Omar? How dare you? And all you have to do is listen to the tape. Listen to the audio from Bob Woodward. And Donald Trump is saying he knows how deadly this is. While he was also telling you in public, though this will go away, it's not a big deal, it's a flu. By April, it will be gone. And when he sent ventilators to California, let us never forget that those ventilators were broken. So Los Angeles got these broken ventilators. Governor Newsom here in California had broken ventilators. And he got them fixed. And then he sent the ones he didn't need to other states that needed them. You really think that this is not murder? You really think this is, oh, it's just incompetence? Uh-uh-uh. Donald Trump is a destroyer. He doesn't want you to think that voting counts. He wants to destroy voting. He wants to destroy your confidence in it. He wants to destroy the military. He calls them suckers and losers. People who die on the battlefield, who lose limbs, suckers and losers. That's what he calls them. He is a destroyer. And it is time that people really reckon with that and understand that. Oh, he's incompetent. Uh, he is not incompetent. You hear him on that tape with Bob Woodward and with lucid precision talking about, oh, Bob, it's bad. This is deadly. If you're the wrong person, he'll get you. It's a killer. This guy is a murderer. 
And it's about time that people in the United States start to mouth those words and not mouth them to a mirror, but mouth them out loud. And make sure that when you vote, you never forget all of these heinous things that he has said and he has done. How could he not be a murderer? He wants to get rid of Social Security. His budget calls for it. I told you about this several episodes ago about what he wants to do to Social Security disability income. He wants to get rid of all of that. He wants to get rid of Medicare. He's said that he wants to get rid of these things. His budget for 2021 fiscal year provides for that. He's cutting pre-existing conditions from Obamacare in court right now in federal court in Texas and elsewhere. He wants to get rid of it. His lawyers are in there arguing to eliminate Obamacare completely. And you tell me that Donald Trump is not a murderer? Somebody who wants to get rid of Social Security, someone who wants to get rid of Medicare, someone who wants to get rid of Obamacare. That is a murderer. Someone who allowed for 200,000 people plus to die and continue to die as I speak in this country, the U.S., from coronavirus while knowing how deadly it was and then lying to you in public and telling you, oh, no. He'll go away soon, is a liar and a murderer. Now, good news. And there's been some of it, and that's really what this episode is going to be about here. Good news. giveaway time <laughs> those of you who know and may know I have been giving away books and I said I would do so in these next few episodes of this podcast and so today is Friday September the 18th I will be giving away today only today only for one day only and it's it's something that you've really got to jump on folks I am giving away a copy of a book, one copy only, and for one time only, this particular book. And it's today, Friday, September 18th, 2020. And you have until midnight Pacific time tonight. That's Saturday, September the 19th at midnight Pacific time, 3 a.m. Eastern time on Saturday, September the 19th, 2020, to respond to me on Twitter at the popcorn, R-E-E-L, in a tweet saying that you would like a copy of this book. The first person to respond with that tweet or on CastBox, whichever comes first. So those of you listening on CastBox can get in touch via CastBox as well. But whichever person responds the quickest to the request for a book no later than midnight Pacific time at midnight tonight Pacific time 
Saturday, September 19th, as the clock strikes midnight. Whoever sends that cast box message or tweet at the popcorn R-E-E-L first will get a copy of the book I'm about to tell you about. The book is called Cast, C-A-S as in Sam, T-E, Cast, The Origins of Our Discontents. It's by Isabel Wilkerson. She is a Pulitzer Prize winner. And the Pulitzer Prize winner of the book, The Warmth of Other Suns. Isabel Wilkerson is an excellent writer. As I said, she's a Pulitzer Prize winner. And she's written a brilliant book here called Cast, The Origins of Our Discontents. That is a book I'm giving away. I'm giving that book away today. Please, all you have to do, go to my Twitter page, either follow me there or tweet me. And you really should tweet me and tell me you want a copy of this book. That's what you do. You can follow me as well. That'd be great. But you've got to tweet me and tell me that you want a copy of this book, Cast, only for Friday, September the 18th. After the 18th of September, no more entries are permitted after that deadline of midnight Pacific time tonight. Of course, 3 a.m. Eastern on the 19th. But after that, no more entries are accepted. This is a book club, Oprah's book club selection too. This is a really important book. Really talks about the history of America, about the caste system, about about all of that, race and everything else. It's a great, excellent book. Caste, The Origins of Our Discontents by Isabel Wilkerson. All you have to do is tweet me at the popcorn R-E-E-L and say that you want a copy of Caste. The first person to do so will receive a copy of it. It's that simple. Thank you. <laughs> so now the good news. <laughs> the good news. All this week there have been some really good news stories regarding this election season. We are in election season, folks. Don't pay any attention to those in the news media who tell you, oh, it's X amount of days until the election. The election's already on, folks. We now have literally, literally, I mean, this is the truth. We are really incredibly close now. And we, look, I'll put it like this. For those of you who need to have it spelled out clearly to you. I mean, because I don't know how else to really, I really don't know how else to say this to you. And I do value and thank you very much for listening. I really do appreciate it. We now have 46 voting days left. And that is how the news media should be saying this. But they're not saying it like this. They're saying, oh, it's until the election. The election is already on. It's been on for two weeks now. It started essentially on September the 4th with North Carolina mailing out its absentee ballots. And on the first 
mail-in, it was 643,000 plus absentee ballot requests. And there's still more that they're mailing out, I'm sure. But people are voting all over this country right now. And that's the news I'm going to start with because early voting begins today. If I didn't already mention it, I'll mention it now. If I did mention it, I'll mention it again. Early voting by mail begins today in these states, Idaho, New York, Vermont, and West Virginia. Those are the new states, the, the four additional states that have come online, if you will, and is now beginning today doing early voting by mail, absentee ballot. Make sure if, you're in, if you are in any of those four states, Idaho, New York, Vermont, or West Virginia, that you fill in your ballot carefully and that you sign it and that you when you sign it make sure it resembles your driver's license signature if you have a driver's license because that is what the state is comparing your signature to your signature to the one that they have on file with you at the DMV the one that they have on file with you that you have on file with them I should say that they have on file so you want to be able to, to sign that ballot and make sure that signature resembles what you've got on your driver's license. Because if you sign it wildly different or even just a bit different, you are you're going to be you, you, ha- you run the risk of having your ballot disqualified. And, and I would hate for that to happen to you. I really would. So that's important voter education news that you really need for those of you voting by mail. Be careful with that. That's something that Donald Trump would love to. He is going to challenge all these things. So it's very important, folks, that you are very careful when you fill out your ballots. And I'll be talking about this a bit more in the next few days. Early voting in person begins today and began today in Minnesota, South Dakota, Virginia, which I've already talked about with Fairfax, of course, and Wyoming. And I've talked about that. Early voting by mail continues today, continues in North Carolina, which I mentioned just a few moments ago, Georgia, which began earlier this week, and Wisconsin, which restarted this week because of a Supreme Court decision in Wisconsin. Their Supreme Court over the weekend, and you may not have realized this, but they did this um, actually, uh, I believe on Monday, actually, of this week ruled that the Green Party presidential candidate is ineligible to appear on the state's ballot. I just told you about Howie Hawkins and how he's getting help and how he and the Green Party are getting help from the Republicans. And I dare say they got help from the Republic. I haven't read the whole Mueller report, but I dare say the Green Party with Jill Stein, and I talked about her just a few minutes ago, I dare say that That party got help in 2016, not only from the Republicans, but also from Vladimir Putin. And we know that the Russians are actively interfering again, and the Republicans are too. See, nobody talks enough in the corporate news media about how the Republicans are in their state legislatures doing all these unholy things to try to discourage you from voting, to try to suppress you from voting. Go out there. Let Fairfax, Virginia be an example for the rest of the country. Let Fairfax, Virginia be an example for the rest of the nation. Get out there and vote. Make sure it's early. I have frequently said that it is so important that you vote early and vote on the first 
day of early voting. So I am really pleased that people in Fairfax are doing so. And I am really pleased that people are willing to wait for hours. I'd rather be waiting for hours in a line now in September than I would in flu season when it really is underway in October and November. And I know flu season's just about to start. Get your flu shot, everybody, please. So I just want to say that Wisconsin this week, the Supreme Court there ruled that Howie Hawkins, the Green Party presidential candidate, is ineligible to be on the ballot, which means that he is not going to be on the ballot, which is really, really good. Because what happens is, is that they would have had to reprint something like three million ballots, between two and three million ballots, and send them out to voters again, except for the ones who voted, presumably, because you don't want to vote twice, it's illegal. So I would hope that Wisconsin wouldn't do that, and I don't think they would. I actually had a conversation earlier this week with the public information officer at the Wisconsin Election Commission. And unfortunately, because of my technology here, uh, I had a horrible week of technology. You talk about good news. The good news for me is that my technology sucked this week. I had a, an interview that I was going to incorporate as part of um, the episodes, one of the episodes this week of this podcast, and the darn thing did not record. <laughs> it was a great 10-minute <laughs> conversation, really, with the public information officer um, of Wisconsin's election commission. And unfortunately, the darn uh, recording did not work. Now, I've fixed all that, so that's not going to ever happen again. I'm sure that I'm not the only one on the planet who's experienced that. You've experienced that. You, you, if you're a journalist or if you're, if you're anybody, you didn't have to be a journalist, but you're recording something and you think you're recording it, but you're not. Right, You're taking this great video of this parade and you realize you did not press the video record button on your phone. You understand. You've been there. I'm not telling anybody anything that they've not experienced. But to paraphrase that conversation that we had there with the... Uh, public information officer of the Wisconsin Elections Commission, he expressed great confidence about the election. He mentioned all of these really great measures that Wisconsin is taking to ensure the security of the election and the integrity of it. And darn it, I really wish I had that 10 minutes of audio to play to you. Because <laughs> I think you would have also um, felt really confident. And Donald Trump does not want you to feel confident about the election process, which is why for the last few months, indeed, for the last four years, even when he stole the election in 2016, he was telling you, oh, it was rigged. Three million people who were illegals, they voted in California. And of course, that didn't happen. He lied. Right. Where's the evidence? He lied. There is none because it didn't happen. But that's what Donald Trump does. He, he, he does this stuff for show. He's a destruction. He is a destruction and a destroyer. And again... The good news of Wisconsin Supreme Court, a majority conservative Supreme Court, I might add, said, no, we're not doing this. And the Republicans suffered a loss because the Republicans are funding the Green Party. And when Howie Hawkins, and this, is, this was on All In With Chris Hayes this week on MSNBC, go search this week's episodes of that broadcast. 
And there's a quote that Chris Hayes puts up on screen. Don't remember which publication it was in, but you can search it online if you wish. Howie Hawkins, the Green Party guy, when asked about, yeah, well, you know that Republicans are actually funding you. And he said, well, I think you can get help wherever you can get help. I can take it. Guy is admitting that he's being funded by the Republicans. So the Green Party is really the Republican Party with green clothes on. They're funding these guys. And the Republicans, the people who were most disappointed with the conservative Republican Wisconsin Supreme Court's 4-3 decision was the Republican Party, Donald Trump. They were disappointed by this decision. They want to have more people on the ballot because they want to lower the voter turnout for Joe Biden. That's why they're having Kanye West. That's why they're putting on third-party candidates. That's why Donald Trump is telling you, oh, it's rigged. That's why Louis DeJoy is slowing down your mail, committing a crime in the process, committing a felony. They don't want you to vote. And the Supreme Court in Wisconsin struck a blow in favor of democracy and the democratic process of voting. That's good news. Amy Gardner reported this on September the 14th of this year. Headline in the Washington Post, Wisconsin Supreme Court rules Green Party presidential ticket is ineligible for state ballot. Then there's another piece of good news, actually from a couple of days before that. Or on the same day, actually. But it happened over the weekend, last weekend. Washington Post, headline, federal judge temporarily blocks Postal Service from sending election mailer to more voters in Colorado. This is written by Elise Viebeck, V-I-E-B-E-C-K. Elise, spelled E-L-I-S-E. This is September 14th, 2020. Federal judge late Saturday temporarily blocked the U.S. Postal Service from sending a notice about the November elections to more people in Colorado, finding that the mailer, quote, provides patently false information, end quote about the state's voting system that could sow confusion among voters. This is Louis DeJoy, Postmaster General of the U.S. Postal Service, sending out this mailer. And we know, I just told you, this guy's committed a crime. He should be locked up, impeached. I've got a mailer over here. Hear that? That's the mailer that is being sent out that now the federal judge late last Saturday blocked temporarily. And I I have this right here. I'm reading from it. And I, I did a video cast on Periscope earlier this week showing people this particular mailer, which you can't see, obviously. But it's a mailer from the U.S. Postal Service. And it's it is confusing. And I made the mistake of initially Trump, uh, uh, trumpeting, uh, praising this, but it's not good. It, it's misleading. Voters in Colorado, the article goes on to say, eight other states, including California, which is the mailer that I got, and the District of Columbia do not need to request mail ballots, which is correct. California and Colorado and other states 
are autom- and the D- and DC are automatically mailing out ballots. And you have a choice. Either you fill out that ballot and return it, or you decide that you're going to early vote in person. But you cannot do both, of course. Donald Trump tells you to vote twice. This guy, he wants you to be confused. Louis DeJoy wants you to be confused. So a great victory for democracy once again. The notion, and again, I do put that word in quotes, but the democratic process, I should say that the democratic process wins here because what you want in this country is to have as many people vote as possible. And I'm not saying people who are not citizens, because Donald Trump will lie and say, oh, they're not citizens. I'm talking about you want as many Americans to vote as possible. Compared to the rest of the world, our voter participation stinks. In the UK, it's around 56 to 60, 70 percent. It ranges from around 60 percent and to 70 percent in the UK. And it goes a little higher than that. In some elections, it's up to 75%. This is the UK, population of 66 million people. And their voter participation is higher as a percentage, ranging from around anywhere from 65 to 75%. Here, our voter participation is under 35%. It's around 35, 36, 34. It's around there. Barely 40%, not even 40%. A third of the country votes. Just over a third of the country. I say about 37%. A third of the country. Two-thirds of America doesn't vote. Two-thirds. We have to change that. And we have to change it this year. We have to change it now in election season. We have 46 days of voting left. This election must be a landslide for the Democrats and a landslide for Joe Biden. And this decision by a federal judge that prevents all of these states, and certainly for Colorado, from getting this mailer sent out is a good thing. It's part of the confusion game. And Secretary of State for Colorado, Jenna Griswold, spoke about this calling it beyond suspect. She's suing. She's actually suing the Postal Service. She sued them. And uh, this week, Javier Becerra, the Attorney General here in California, has also sued the United States Postal Service about this very mailer that, that I got here in California, that the U.S. Postal Service sent out over the weekend. I have it in my hand here. This is just really evil stuff. If you get this mailer from the United States Postal Service that says if you plan to vote by mail, plan ahead, you've got to ignore that because it is a confusion attempt. A federal judge has ruled that way for Colorado. You have Javier Becerra, the Attorney General of California, who is suing the United States Postal Service about this. And there are other people who are also suing and trying to get injunctions against this stuff. This is really poisonous. And I'm glad that the uh, federal judge 
did the right thing and has stopped the U.S. Postal Service from doing this. Now, that was from Saturday, but it was September 14th, which I think was, was that Saturday or Sunday? Whatever. But anyway, that, that was um, Sunday, actually. September 14th was a Sunday. Um, but that's the thing. That's something that you need to know that you may not have been aware of. Also, what you may not have been aware of is that yesterday, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court also blocked the Green Party from their state ballot. I mean, this is, again, these Republicans who are financing this stuff, they are going to every dirty trick in the book of Republican dirty tricks to stifle your voice. And these judges are saying, we are not having this. These federal judges, whether it be in Wisconsin, whether it be the federal judge there in uh, Colorado, and whether it be the federal judge in Pennsylvania, we are not having this. That's what they're saying. You are not going to do this to us. This is America, and you're not going to tell Americans that they cannot vote. You're not going to do this. Not on our watch. Now, you might go to Russia, or you might go to Belarus, or you might go to someplace else, and you might tell them that they can't vote. But you're not going to have it here. You're not. We're not doing this. So the, the Pennsylvania, the, the, the Supreme Court in Pennsylvania said no. We're not having this. So that you had the Wisconsin Supreme Court say we're not having this. You had the federal judge there for Colorado, in Colorado saying you're not sending out these mailers. And now the Pennsylvania Supreme Court yesterday blocked the Green Party ticket from the state ballot. You're not doing this. And this is all about confusion, about slowing down the voting process, about crushing the process and having people just flood these offices, inundate them with these ballots at the last minute. I mean, this is evil. This is not how a democratic function is supposed to happen. This is not how the voting process functions. When you are slowing it down and you're limiting it and you're throwing out these confusing mailers from the U.S. Postal Service and you're slowing down the mail all over the country and especially in democratic areas. That was something that was going on. It's still going on. And now there's more good news. Why? Because last night, another federal judge, yet another federal judge, ruled in Washington state that the changes that Louis DeJoy put in the U.S. Postal Service now must end. And not only must they end, but they've now got to go back to what they were before DeJoy changed them. This is something that Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House, had put in a in a bill that passed in the House, but of course the Senate, they're not going to do a damn thing under Mitch McConnell, which is why you have to get rid of him and the Republicans in the Senate. If you flip that Senate, you will need four Democratic seats net to do it. Stanley Bastion, the chief judge of the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of Washington State, said policies put in place under DeJoy 
quote, likely will slow down delivery of ballots, end quote, this fall, creating, quote, a substantial possibility that many voters will be disenfranchised and the states may not be able to effectively, timely, accurately determine election outcomes, end quote. Come on, this is, I'm telling you, this is no joke. Donald Trump is a destroyer. The Republicans are destroyers. They want to destroy your lives and end them. And they have 200,000 of your fellow countrymen and women, 200,000 of your fellow country people have been murdered by this corrupt criminal party called the Republican Party and by Donald Trump. These folks, this is about the democratic process being attacked, being doubted, being confused. We've got to get rid of these Republicans. They are absolutely destroying the country. Donald Trump is destroying the country. You have no excuse to be staying at home washing your freaking underwear while your country is crumbling around you. If you're a millionaire, maybe you can't afford to stay home. Maybe you can because you're not going to lose out. So the only person I should be hearing talking about, well, I'm not going to vote, is someone who is rich. But the rest of you, the 99% of you, you have no business talking about, well, I'm not going to vote. Well, I'm going to sit at that. Well, I'm going to write for a third party. I'm going to vote for the Greens. You got no business talking that nonsense. Not now. Not now. Not when you've got an attorney general running riot in this country. Not when you've got these white terrorists, these racists, running around killing people with their AR-15s and then being allowed to go back across state lines and hibernate there. The extradition is still, I mean, they're still trying to get this guy extradited, the 17-year-old terrorist, white guy, racist, probably. I mean, he's a Trump supporter, so he's a racist. Come on, folks. Wake the heck up, please. This is not a joke. This is not a drill. This is the real deal. It's an emergency. And voters in Fairfax, Virginia, recognize that. Two football fields long? That's the line? First day of early voting. People have had enough of this. People are getting it. Now, I guess it's, look, it's just one city, but that's a good start. And I doubt that that is not going to continue. It will continue. You will start to see these lines all over the country. Voting is going on now. The election is happening now. This is election two months, not election night. It's election two months. 13 states plus Washington State sued the Postal Service. And they have now stopped. I mean, the Postal Service under DeJoy was destroying high-speed sorting machines. DeJoy is a, is a Trump donor. Millionaire donor. He wants to privatize the post office. He's been wanting to do this, he and Trump and the Republicans, for years now. That's what this is also about. It's not only about crushing the democratic process of voting. It's about privatizing your postal service. 
Go and support the United States Postal Service. Go and support those hardworking people in there who are busting their butts, delivering mail to you, delivering your prescriptions to you. And that's what Louis DeJoy is delaying. Your blooming prescriptions. People are dying. I keep telling you, Donald Trump is a murderer. So you're sitting there in Oklahoma. You're 73 years old. You're waiting for your prescription drugs to come through that mail. And it's been three weeks and four weeks. And you're getting worse. And you're getting sicker. Waiting. And you could be dead by the time those drugs arrive in the mail. Because of Louis DeJoy and Donald Trump. And this is why the federal court in Washington state said enough. You are going to stop this criminal act. And you have to stop it right now. I am ordering you. No more of this. You need to return this back to what it was before you made these changes. Louis DeJoy is destroying the, he's trying to destroy the post office. He had all these states. Washington state was joined in this suit against the USPS. By Colorado, I mentioned them, Connecticut, Illinois, Maryland, Michigan, Minnesota, Nevada, New Mexico, Oregon, Rhode Island, Vermont, Virginia, and Wisconsin. They all joined this lawsuit. They all sued the USPS. And a judge said, yes, all of you states are correct. This has got to stop. And I'm ordering you temporarily stop this now. It's a temporary injunction. God knows we know that the Postal Service, they're going to appeal it. I know they will. But they're going to lose that appeal. This is about the democratic process of voting. It's the fundamental bedrock of any notion of any democracy, any semblance of it. We have to defend these institutions. And Tim Snyder, in his book On Tyranny, very important book, talked about this. We must defend the institution of voting. And then we must perfect it by getting stronger voting laws in. We need a national voting system. We need election protection. The House of the House Democrats passed all of this legislation in 2019. The very first thing they passed was election protection. And Mitch McConnell and the rest of these Republicans in the Senate blocked it. They blocked at least two of these bills that passed in the House by the House Democrats. We need to get a Senate that has a Democratic majority. So all this stuff that you're hearing about with the mail being slowed down, it comes to an end. All this chicanery and criminality in the Republican Party comes to an end. All this sitting back and allowing Donald Trump to continue in the White House while you acquitted him. All 52 of the 53 Republicans acquitted this guy. That comes to an end in November and then January when they get sworn in because it's going to be a new day in this country. We're going to have a Democratic Senate, but that can only happen if you get your butts out there right now, an early vote, just like they're doing in Fairfax, Virginia, on this first day of early voting. This election cannot be close. It must be a landslide. 
And these stories you have just heard me reading from, this last one, Washington Post, all of these from the Washington Post, this one was headlined, Federal Judge Temporarily Blocks USPS Operational Changes Amid Concerns About Mail Slowdowns and Election. That was by Elise Vebeck, once again, and Jacob Bojarge. And that is going to be from September 17th. That was yesterday. I'll put a link to all four of these stories up so that you can read them in the liner notes of this episode. Really, I mean, read them for yourself. It's in black and white right there. Good news. It was a good news week in this country. People standing up, Director of National Intelligence, former Director of National Intelligence Dan Coats speaking up, a Republican, conservative Republican, another conservative Republican, Olivia Choi in the Pence administration, in the, in the Pence uh, hierarchy, she spoke up. Alexander Vindman spoke up again this week. You had another person speaking up, a woman who said that Donald Trump had attacked her. Then you had all of these federal judges this week saying, no, enough of this criminality, it stops here. Throwing the Green Party off the ballots, which I think is a good idea, and let the process continue where we have people voting and not having to be held hostage by a decision. Oh, now we've got to reprint the ballots. That cost the state millions of dollars to do that. That would have cost the state so much money. States are cash-strapped as it is with this coronavirus and the lack of help from Donald Trump. He talked about, well, I don't care about the ventilators. They don't need that 40,000 ventilators in New York. I mean, this guy's a murderer. How many times am I going to tell you? Donald Trump is a murderer. That should be the campaign slogan for Joe Biden. I know he won't use it. But that's what he is. And when he says almost criminal, uh uh-uh. This ain't almost criminal, Joe. This is criminal. And he should be thrown in the Hague and brought up on the charges of crimes against humanity. Because that is exactly what Donald Trump has done here. He has murdered human beings. And sadly, we are being numbed. 200,000, oh, okay. Past the great poupon. Past the great poupon. 200,000 people dead, oh. 300,000 people dead, oh. 2 million people dead, oh. 6 million people dead. When are people going to take this seriously? And that's like, that's Nazi Germany. Six million Jewish people. I mean, come on, people. You know what to do. Vote out Donald Trump and vote out these Republicans. Vote out the death cult. Do it and do it early. Thank you very much for listening to this edition of The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore.